Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field. It is high. It is far. It is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Subscribe to At Bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Follow the show on social at Morgan P. Talks. Keeping me up to date with the newest music. They're always up to date. And, and Bill Ryan CLE. Let's go. Thank you very much for downloading this podcast. We are the Q Morning Show. We want to thank you for downloading this podcast, but not only this one, but all of the podcasts that we've been doing, the Q Morning Show On Demand. Uh, and this is the first podcast that we've done that's not something that we've done on the radio. So this is the first exclusive content that you can only get by accessing our show via podcast. So you can't hear this on the radio, basically. So yeah, thank you for tuning you're in. Maybe a little bit worried that our boss would be mad about you sharing the story about the time that you were arrested in Northeast Ohio. Possibly has he expressed <laughs> has he expressed um, uh, any kind of uh, like I get some kind of backlash for talking about this? Oh, not at all. But also, you know, we got to be mindful. We try to keep it light and fun and lighthearted. Although I feel like it's going to be a good story. <laughs> I think the context of why I got arrested uh, will save me here. But um, so, we, yeah, we right. had the idea to do these exclusive podcasts that uh, that can't be heard on the radio. And loosely, I was thinking about calling it Cleveland Then and Now. And that would give Morgan and I the opportunity to tell stories from back then uh, and now. So, for instance, the story about me getting arrested in the year 2000, or if we want to go longer, uh, talking about something that's going on with Morgan. Maybe it's something to do with the, the wedding or something like that. It gives us the opportunity to, to do it on this podcast, Cleveland Then and Now. Or we could call it uh, Morgan and Bill Go Longer. <laughs> that's uh, that's another idea that uh, a, a podcast title that I've had in my head. Uh, but on today's episode, and and this is something that I've talked about on the radio show a little bit over the summer. I've referenced that I was arrested in North Ridgeville a long time ago, and it's just with this with the radio show. There's just not enough time to go into that story. So this is why we're doing it on the podcast. So. I'm br- we're bringing in our friend Glenn Anderson with us right now. Hello, Glenn. Hi, Bill. Hi, Morgan. So nice to be here with Hi, you today. Hi, Glenn. Hello. <laughs> Thanks All right, for so bringing me in. So let me set the stage. Mm-hmm. Uh, the reason that Glenn is here is because he was essentially a witness to all of this. Um, so let me set the stage here. The year was 2000. It was the summer of 2000. 
And the morning show, Morgan, back then, was uh, hosted by a guy by the name of Danny Chekolinski. And the co-host at the time, Glenn, if I'm not mistaken, it was Maria Farina. That sounds about right. Yep. The legendary uh, Maria Farina um, here in Cleveland. Uh, And then the rest of the show was made up of Glenn and Brian Conroy and myself. So it was a five-person show. A lot of people. Yeah. So many people. And so back then, I want to say a lot of our show... And correct me if I'm wrong, Glenn, a lot of our show and the content was very pre-jackass. A lot of the things that we did was very jackassery. Yeah, I think the idea of the show, according to our host, was can we go and send somebody out and how long will it take them to go and get in trouble with the law? Because all the things that we did out on the street were... Unfortunately, I wanted to go out and meet listeners and say hi and and hand out tickets and say, hey, we appreciate you listening to us. That was the idea that I had, because when you're out on the street, you want to be amongst everybody. Our host's idea was, how do we go and get them arrested in the quickest amount of time? (laughs) So that's that's what our job was. He's exactly right. Um, I, I think back then, uh, I think Danny's mentality was because he used to work at WMMS. So he kind of brought a, a rock show mentality to the morning show at Q104. Mm-hmm. And it was basically, let's go out and do these things which are so outrageous and they're going to get a lot of attention uh, in, in his mind. And so this would be the summer of 2000. And I remember it had to have been June or July. Of, of 2000. And Glenn, I don't remember. What's that? The height of golf season. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the height of golf season. And that's very critical to the story. Mm-hmm. Um, but Morgan, we did this. We did crazy stuff like this all the time. Um, and this is just one of maybe 150 things that we did in my time there uh, at the show. And Glenn, I don't remember who came up with the idea. But usually when I came up with the idea uh, of something crazy we were going to do, I wanted to do it because I thought it was funny. When Danny come up with, came up with the idea, it was usually something that was a lot more dangerous and could get me arrested. This would be one of those things that I'm talking about. Yeah, because it was one of those things where it's much easier to come up with the idea in the studio and just kind of narrate it than it would be to actually go and execute it. And when you're the host... Yeah. Your idea is just to go and put it on everybody else and not on you. So, yeah. So his idea was to have you go and steal a golf cart from a a golfing facility, which sounds easy right up until it's not. It's exactly. Yeah, it's exactly right. So he came up with the idea. I don't remember uh, why he came. I don't know if I lost a bet. I don't know what the context of this was, but that morning I knew that my mission on the show that morning was to to go to a golf cart, uh, golf course and steal a golf cart. And I even wore like golfing type attire that morning. I had like golfing shorts on and a polo shirt. Mm-hmm. Um, so I looked the part of a golfer. I wanted to make this authentic as possible. 
And I remember pulling up to the uh, to the golf course this morning. And we're going to talk about like what golf course this was. Um, and there's actually some uh, debate with Glenn and myself, Morgan, on what golf co- course it was. Now, I've tried to recreate my path that morning uh, from the end to the beginning. And I, I don't know. My recollection is that this place was in Berea off of Bagley Road. But I guess, I guess it's really not essential to the story, but we may not have that correct. Morgan, do you remember the year 2000? What were you doing? <laughs> were you still cooking? In the year 2000, I was, uh, was seven years old. So I was. Seven years uh, old. Okay, probably, good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, maybe she not heard this. To you guys. That's okay. Maybe she heard this on the radio that morning and her parents turned it off because she's like, what the hell is this show doing right now? No, my parents only let me listen to uh, 95.5 The Fish when I was seven years old. (laughs) Oh, no. Love it. Um, Love it. So I arrive at the golf course that morning and I walk into the clubhouse. And for some reason, in my mind, I'm thinking if I actually pay for nine holes of golf, uh, this is going to somehow make it better. And I did. I paid for for nine holes of golf and a cart and I go to my golf cart and then just instead of going to hole number one, I just drove the cart right off the course. Right off, off the into court. the parking lot, right into the street, and to my recollection, I'm I'm on Bagley Road, and I'm driving west on Bagley Bagley Road in a golf cart. Yeah, and this is kind of when cell phones just came to be. So you were live on a cell phone, and we were going, mm-hmm. and we were tracking you, and you were giving us a play-by-play of where it is that you were going, mm-hmm. and. The idea of it, correct me if I'm wrong, was to see how long it would take until the law enforcement found you. And I hope to God that we were giving away tickets or something along those lines to somebody that would go and guess how long it would go and take. Otherwise, all this was done for nothing. Yeah, again, <laughs> there seemed to be no rhyme or reason to it. I, I, don't, I, I hope to God that there was a reason that, w- that we did it. Uh, all I can remember is what was happening to me. And so I'm driving west. Uh, again, my recollection, my recollection is I was on Bagley Road. So I, I stayed kind of like I was on the road, but I was also on the shoulder, uh, on the right shoulder. And people were passing me by because I didn't really want to hold up traffic. Uh, I would have felt really bad about that if I was you know, going to cause someone to be late to get yeah, to work that morning. Yeah, because they only morning. go like so 10 I, miles an hour. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Golf carts are not like male person then. <laughs> not very speedy. Uh, and of course, Morgan, it's live radio this morning. So as I'm checking in with the show, they would just call me on the cell phone when they wanted to check in with me. But then they would have to play songs and do other things and play commercials and so i didn't know what to do so i just kept driving and that was the whole point of it anyway but i just kept driving to my recollection i made it all the way to uh let's see the road here let's see i was on bagley and i went through olmstead falls i either went north on columbia Mm -hmm. to cook road Uh uh-huh so at some point i went north yeah, no, I'm, uh, I, I live in Olmsted Falls currently, so I'm familiar with the area very much. So it's a little bit more rural right now, but it goes from being very city-like to rural very, uh, very quickly. 
but there's still traffic that goes very fast. There's still a lot of people, you know, that have places to go. The highways are connected on both sides of the area that you were going. So you posed a safety risk, not only to yourself. Oh, for sure. Yeah, but <laughs> especially the time of the morning that you were going, a lot of people were probably very irritated with you because you're like the old lady with the blinker on that doesn't know what, what it is that she's doing. You could have got yourself killed. I could have. <laughs> yeah. So I do remember the police show up is what I'm oh, trying to figure yeah, out. Yeah. So I made it to the McDonald's, which is right off of 480. And now mm-hmm. I lost it on my maps. Um, where is that McDonald's at? That's in North Ridgeville. Yes, it, North Ridgeville. It's right over by the, there's baseball fields. There's a sheets there now. So. Yeah. Yeah. Victory Park's over there. Victory Park. Yeah. I don't know if Victory Park was was there 20 years ago, but um, but I get to that McDonald's and, you know, Danny, Danny wants me to do more. So what am I going to I what else am I going to do? I've already driven this golf cart five miles, by the way. <laughs> that's how that's the the length of distance between the golf course and this McDonald's. Um, so I, I went through the McDonald's drive through. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Live on the what air, you and, and I ordered ordered myself some breakfast. Um, I don't specifically remember, but if I know anything about me, I got a sausage McMuffin with hash browns because that's my favorite. Yes, mm-hmm. and that was, as it turns out, my last meal before the police showed up. <laughs> yeah, because they were onto you by that point because we kept broadcasting on the air not only what it is that you were doing, which was illegal and then what it is or where it is that you were going which was illegal as well so you were in a lot of trouble so you were making the police look very bad so you Uh you needed to be arrested you should have been put in the clink they should have thrown away the the keys and you should still be there now because you're you're a problem Yeah, it's also possible that uh, a McDonald's employee called the uh, the cops on me too. But so I, I remember I'm in I'm in the parking lot and I pulled the golf cart into our parking spot, and that is when a police car from North Ridgeville pulled up beside me, mm-hmm. and it's just one police officer and he's asking me questions. Where'd you get this golf cart? Why are you driving this on you know public roads? Things like that. I'm, I'm trying to explain. You know I'm part of a radio show we're, we're doing this um this is what i remember he says all right i've got to take you to the station we're going to impound this golf cart we can't let you drive this anymore i'm like okay so he he doesn't put me in cuffs but he does put me in the back of the police car mm-hmm. and so we go we go off to uh the police station i now i still had my cell phone with me and I guess that you guys, I remember you guys checking in with me again, yet again on the show, because I remember talking to you guys from the back of the cop car. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, uh, that happened a lot. And honestly, at that point, I don't think any of us were still worried about you. Because when you're putting on a show, you look at it from that standpoint and you start to think like, this is becoming very good audio to listen to. And back then, it's like, you know, we were creating a show. Yeah, we, you know, we didn't want you to, like, you know, 
die or anything like that, but going, <laughs> going and listening to it and being privy to that audio was like really great. Because the, the problem with radio right now is a lot of people go and they recreate things like this in order to, mm. you know, be drama filled. If you go and you watch The Bachelorette right now, Morgan, I know you're a fan. It's all it's all contrived. Everything that yeah. happens is done to be contrived so that you listen. But when something happens for real, the people that are actually a part of it, they all buy in. And they are just as bought into the process as the listeners were. So at that very moment when you got pulled over by the cops, we we're like, this is dramatic. I want to know what happens next. <laughs> I really hope that people were glued to this all morning long. That's the only thing that yeah. will, will make me feel better about the whole thing. But I remember that after I, hung, after I hung up with you guys, after we did another live break on the air, I'm in the back of the cop car. The, the police officer, who I remember just being incredibly nice, like he could have been he could have been way worse, like he could have taken a baton and beaten me. He could have done uh, a variety of different things. But all he did was, I'm going to need your phone after I hung up. Right. And so I remember he reaches his hand uh, across the seat and uh, I had to con he confiscated my cell phone at that point. Like he did not want any more live radio hits from the back of his cop car. Yeah. Like he's thinking, he's probably thinking, how am I going to, how am I going to explain this to the chief uh, and everything else? So we, we get to, so that was probably the last time that I was on the radio that morning. Cause that, because <laughs> yeah. the rest of the morning stretched out, Yeah, you know, I, I'm sure the show was over by that point, but we get to North Ridgeville, we get to the uh, police department and I go in and I remember there's a couple other people there and I've got to keep explaining over and over to multiple people of who I am what I was doing, why I stole a golf cart, and everything else. And they went as far as, I mean, I had my picture taken. I had my mugshot taken. I had my fingerprints. I had fingerprints taken. Yeah. So I was booked. I was being held. Uh, they did not put me in a jail cell. Mm -hmm. That's good, And right? I kind of regret that. Mm -hmm. I Guess. I mean, that would have. But also, like, you know, if you're to there, be, you might as well sit in the cell for a couple of minutes just to, you know, gain yeah, the experience. Yeah, get your street cred. Yeah. Yeah. They <laughs> didn't. They didn't lock me up. Uh, but I remember I just had to sit in this chair. Uh, for, I don't know how how much longer. But here's the other thing that was going through my head. I remember. So this must have been a Friday, because I remember exactly what I had to do that day. I had to drive to Columbus to meet my girlfriend at the time who was flying in from Baton Rouge. I was supposed to pick her up from an airport. We were supposed to go to a wedding that weekend. Yeah. And I'm thinking, I'm, I might miss this wedding and not be able to pick up my girlfriend at the airport because I'm in jail in North Ridgeville. <laughs> so maybe that was the demise of that relationship. <laughs> oh, no, that, that relationship was sinking uh, way before that. Yeah, but well, you, you uh, that was not going to help. I did make it to Columbus on time, by the way. Here's, here's what I can't remember, is who got me out? I, I have no idea. Do you have any re recollection of how I got out of jail that day? Well, the radio station at that time had to go and foot the costs of a lot of... Uh, they had to pay the damages? Yeah, they had to do that a lot of, a lot of times. And <laughs> they, weren't, they weren't happy with it because... 
they had to pay it from their own pocket because they couldn't go to corporate and ask them for the money because that would make the radio station look bad. So they went and would come up with that money. I know something happened to me and they had to come up with like $5,000 and it was like either five or $10,000 and the station was not happy with that, but they had to come up with it locally. So it wasn't any of your friends or uh, any of your coworkers on the morning show at no. that time that actually was paid for locally. I remember not seeing, I didn't go back to the station that day. I don't think at all. I think I went from no, I wouldn't uh, either. the police. I went from the police station back to my apartment in Lakewood. And then I think I hit the road for Columbus because I, I, had to make it there at a certain time. Um, so I didn't see anybody. I, I didn't talk to anybody. I don't think I wanted to talk to anybody at this point. Now, what's funny to me is after all these years, and I know it's been a long time, but, uh, but I mentioned Brian, uh, at the top who was on the show. I asked Brian to come on this podcast. He had no recollection of this ever happening. What? (laughs) And then I asked, Christy Brown, who is our marketing director, who was also our marketing director back then, I asked if she remembered any of this, and she said, no, I don't remember. What she does remember, however, Glenn, is what you were just alluding to a second ago. Uh, So what Glenn is talking about is the time when there was a a $5,000 or $10,000 fine. What did you do? I... uh... I drove around on a uh, with a baby car seat on the roof of my car. Uh, this was like a, a couple of years earlier, it was in 1999, and I had a fake baby in the car seat, and I had it strapped to my Volkswagen Jetta. And the idea was to drive around Parma and to find out how long it would take the cops to go and arrest me. And whoever got the closest won Matchbox 20 tickets. <laughs> that was the uh, that was the idea. So it took it took 42 minutes for the Parma uh. police to go and catch me with the uh, baby car seat because people were freaking out and they were calling the radio station and they were calling the cops and things like that. And um, they actually thought it was a, a real baby because it was a lifelike mm-hmm. baby from our coworker, Sally Spitz, who had given me the baby because her daughter was still at that age. And when they pulled me over, there were, there were 12 cops and there were two motorcycle cops and there was the chief of police. So it was all of Parma that pulled me over on uh it was snow road it was snow in west 54th and yeah i got the pat down and i got the cuffs and i had three lawyers and i was uh charged with inducing panic and it was a ten thousand dollar fine and it was six months in jail and yeah they they wanted inducing panic is the same as going and sending anthrax in the mail back in the day like because this was you know like the beginning of like 9-11 and stuff like that so sending anthrax at that time was an inducing panic charge so i got the same charge as that did you yeah what happened to you was way worse yeah it was it was six months in jail so we had three we had three lawyers and basically how it all came about is they had to pay the fine and the radio station had to run psas for like 18 months about wearing seat belts and about you know being safe and stuff they were angry they were angry oh my gosh <laughs> mm-hmm. what happened yeah. I, what happened to you was was way worse the 
the uh, the the repercussions to what you did is way worse. At least your stunt had a point to it. Somebody was going to win Matchbox Twenty tickets. I don't <laughs> I know hope what they really enjoyed that concert. <laughs> I know, right? No. <laughs> yeah, it, it was terrible. It was it was all over the news and then the newspaper and, and and stuff like that. And it's just you know what we do to go and get listeners. And now right. the best way to go and get listeners is to be authentic and to be local and to go and just be. Well, we we were authentic. Self. No, we we were, but we were trying. We were authentic. We were trying to be dramatic, and our, our the only thing that wasn't authentic was the baby. That everything else was real. You did everything else. It's not like we set that up. Yeah. Now play some good music. Go and and be yourself. Talk about what you did in Cleveland the day before. Have a nice day. Go home to your family. <laughs> That's what it's about. That's what it's about right now. Yes, That's I'm what listeners away, want yeah. right now. They don't need to I'm have so, yeah. the words of wisdom for you guys. I'm, I would never, ever put myself in either one of those situations. Nor should you, no matter. But that yeah. might just be because I'm a female and I've learned, you know, don't act like an idiot. Yeah, you, you've I've, seen it we, from everybody. Exactly. Yeah. I would never even ask you, Morgan. Wouldn't even <laughs> ask you to do anything like that. But, yeah, I mean, so many things occur to me. Uh, Glenn, I remember your incident. I remember the baby incident. Now, that was before uh, I had joined the show, but I remember yeah. because I had known you and you were a friend, and I'm listening to you on the radio getting arrested uh, on the radio and being you know, horrified. Um, because, again, that was one of those things. It was Danny's idea, and it, it wasn't very funny. <laughs> it was just, I mean, yeah. just scaring people is, what, is all we were doing back then. Yeah. That's all that, I mean, that's all that matters, though. But like I said, there's all different ways to go and get listeners or to get viewers. Mm -hmm. And some people do it one way and other people do it with shock value. So that's, that's what happened. And none of that stuff can be done, can, can ever be repeated. Heaven, like it, no. it can't no. be done today. It's a different time and you don't need that. Yeah. You know, leave that to TV to go and, you know, make it all dramatic. But let's say that that Morgan and I decided to recreate that this week. We would be out of a job yeah. within seconds of it happening. We'd be canceled like within... by society. Yes, there's by society. I, I can't yes. because people see right through I... it now. You know. Yeah. Yeah, and and it's one of those things. Like looking back on it, it's Glenn takes the heat for for all the trouble that he got in, but the guy who came up with the idea kind of skated away on that one a little bit no, don't true. you think yeah that's that's still on my record to this day yeah, yeah they were able to um drop the charges against me but it's still on my permanent record so now if i ever get pulled over or anything like that i have to go and explain that to somebody about what <laughs> happened you know <laughs> us criminals so, and all of so this bad all of this happened within a two or three year span yeah. on Q104 in Cleveland. And, and what bothers me a little bit to this day is that when people talk about Cleveland radio, they bring up WMMS and Jeff and Flash and all the stuff from back in the day. But nobody mentions in those two or three years of all the crazy stuff that we were doing and getting arrested. Like, how come no one, like, brings that up ever? It was, it was documented. Why does no one ever bring that up? Well, that's what social media is for. So feel free to post this on your social media, <laughs> find pictures, and remind people 
because I think once they're reminded, they all remember a lot of the things that happened. But man, I don't remember what I had for dinner last night. I literally don't remember. Yeah, Brian, Brian and Christy didn't even remember, and they were there that day. Yeah, they're over 50, though. That's what happens. <laughs> <laughs> Love you both. Well, there you go, Morgan. That is the story of how I got arrested and a bonus story of how Glenn got arrested working at Q104. I'm really glad you guys are older and wiser now, and we will not be doing any of those things on our morning show, Bill. Yeah, now you know what not no. to do. Yep. <laughs> I've learned my lessons. But there's so many more great stories uh, from from that show. Maybe someday we'll get to them. Who knows? But uh, but at least I wanted to cover this one and keep my promise. Uh, that is the story of uh, why. And I even went to North Ridgeville, and I'm like, please tell me somewhere on record you have my mugshot and everything. And I they don't have anything that far back, <laughs> unfortunately. So I would love to have a copy. Do you have a copy of your mugshot? Do you have a, a picture of it? Probably Glenn? somewhere. I'd have to uh, look it up. <laughs> <laughs> that should be your box. please surprise me and just make it your your social media avatar yes, someday absolutely <laughs> that'll make me laugh <laughs> all right so glenn anderson uh used to work at q104 uh breaking the law but now he's uh heard every afternoon on our sister station star 102 and of course uh morgan and i will be back uh on your radio on 1041 and uh, on our podcast the q morning show on demand Thanks for joining us for this. This was fun. Yeah, this was fun. Good to see you guys, both of yeah. you. Do it again <laughs> soon. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.